Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me as my co-host is the man who never needs to take a nap, unlike me, Dwaylon Davis. Say hi, hey, Dwaylon. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and today is a little different for us because we decided since this upcoming week is the week of Thanksgiving, and which we would not be recording on Thursday because that's the day we all spend with our families. And I'm not going to take Dwayne away from his family, and I'm not going to take myself away from my family. To exactly. yeah, yeah, so we're recording on Sunday, and perfect time. And this will be kind of a first for us. We're recording this preview episode literally four hours away from the start of the pay per view. Yep. And that pay per view we're talking about is Survivor Series 2021, the 35th edition of the Survivor Series. Can you believe that? As I, I can't honestly. The way Vince McMahon is not a fan of the Survivor Series concept, I'm surprised he he's kept it. And yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I can see him not being a fan of it because he he's not really a fan of tag teams. Yeah. And then yeah, I the beginnings of it I could definitely see because the beginnings it was nothing but the elimination matches. Right. Yeah. You know, so now the, it's like now the elimination matches have kind of. They're just thrown on there to keep the keep the name recognition more than anything. Most of everything now is a uh, singles matches, right? And you know, nineteen ninety one was the first year they actually had anything but the elimination matches. The first time they yeah. ever actually had a singles match on there. Yep. Hint, hint. We, you know, that might come into play later on. It may. Yeah, just might. <laughs> just might. <laughs> so, um. But for now, we're just going to be discussing this year's Survivor Series, which is going to be happening tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern Time on the Peacock Network if you have it. If you don't have it, I actually recommend getting it. I don't know how much longer it will last because eventually they're going to figure out how much money they're losing. But then again, it's, it's, that's NBC's problem now. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's NBC's problem, so... Oh. But yeah, it is. I mean, for what for the for the money that you pay, it is a very good value to watch a lot of classic. You get every you know you watch every pay per view mm-hmm. live. Plus, you get thousands of hours of content from multiple organizations. So it's well worth the money. Oh, absolutely! And they have they do have original programming. They have interviews. They have uh, well, some I don't know if you want to want to call them TV shows, but they they've tried yeah they've tried yeah although my son he did like uh what's that, that kind of claymation thing they have yeah i can't remember i can't remember the name of it but i know what you're talking about yeah he actually liked watching that uh i don't i didn't even checked to see if that's still on there but either way i mean i have it because i like watching the old classic stuff uh plus the newer pay-per-views I'm not going to necessarily say I always enjoy the current product of the WWE because it certainly leaves a lot to be desired, especially with all the, once again, they made more cuts as we were recording the other night. Yeah. And every single time they do a cut, a lot of them are head scratchers. And I actually put on Twitter, okay, WWE, if you're wanting to do cuts first, why don't you go actually survey people who want to leave? Because it seems like there's always somebody who wants to leave. Yeah, and it nope. would be easier than just randomly cutting people 
that you've already invested all this time in, but you haven't given them a chance to develop. Exactly. And, you know, and then and saying it's for budget cuts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have some ideas as people you could cut out of the budget, you know, people who only wrestle once a year, but you're being, they're being paid millions upon millions of dollars. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, you know, I just, can think of some too. Oh, and yeah. Some. That are making millions of dollars that have a wrestler's contract but never wrestle right makes zero sense but i also want to talk about last night's show in mount orb the northern wrestling federation they came back to mount orb and it was a a pretty good show and uh i thought i was going to saw see <laughs> i thought i was going to see a wrestler get cut last night like literally literally like stabbed because uh, Okay, you've heard us talk about Adam Swayze. And Adam Swayze, I mean, he really is a great heel. Uh, he is very good at being the bad guy. And he apparently does not mind getting the crowd stirred up. And he was in the very first match against Kimba. And, of course, Swayze came out first. He's the heel. That's, and that's the way they roll the heel. Unless they are the champion, the heel <clears throat> comes out first. Right. Right. So he's out there and he gets the microphone and he said, ho, ho, ho. He said, all right, I think that my opponent should change his name to the Western Brown Broncos because he's going to choke tonight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even 24 hours after the high school team here, the, <laughs> West, the Western Brown High School football team, the Broncos, their best season ever. They had never won a playoff game before this year, and they went all the way to the regional finals, and they lost. And they lost by, uh, I believe it was 15 points. I was texting you like every time, you know, yeah. especially in the second half. Yeah. Uh, they were averaging 50 points a game before this game, and they were held to 49. <laughs> but, I mean, they yeah. were still, you know, they were still putting some points up on the board. And the fact they put up that many points and still lost, I mean, tells you – um, there was like no defense at all in this game, right? Um, ex well, except for uh, it was a couple of mistakes early that cost him two interceptions early. Yeah. They got 14 or actually 15 points off those two interceptions because their first touchdown, they uh, the other team, Granville, they scored a two point conversion, and of course, then after out after that, they were just kicking just the, the one point extra point. Oh, okay, yeah. And then later on, uh, Western Brown threw another interception at the one yard line. And, you know, but then they after that, they were able to um, force Granville to punt. So they got the ball back. So that one didn't cause as much damage except for eat up time on the clock. They managed to get an onside kick. I mean, they were trying. They did not give up the entire game. And that's why they got as far as what they did all yeah. year. Uh, their quarterback. He went over 5,000 yards. I think they said he's only uh, one of a handful of players in Ohio high school football history to have over 5,000 yards in a season, uh, passing yards. And that's not to include, like, the 1,200 rushing yards he had. And, yeah, uh, he led the, the entire country in passing yards. I mean, and this is a little bitty town of about 4,000 people in southwest Ohio, about 30 miles away from Cincinnati, and this team had, like I said, had never won a playoff game before. Right. And and this school, it's not like it's a young, it's 
it's at least 50 years old. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, their season unfortunately came to an end. And then Adam Swayze comes out and he starts talking trash about them. <laughs> and, uh, and then later on, even in the match, he's like pointing out to the crowd and he says, your quarterback, eh. and he makes a choking noise. I'm like, dude, you were going to get cut before you leave here. And, you know, our friend Randy was sitting right behind me. He leaves forward. He said, I think that's a little too soon. I was like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we're going to actually have, we're scheduled to have Mr. Swayze on here in a little over a week. So maybe we can ask him about that uh, then, you know, because yeah. I heard, yeah, because apparently his, um, his uncle was, was actually sitting next to some friends of ours and they found out, you know, they talked, you know, the whole time and they, uh, uh, apparently he graduated from one of the other local high schools close to here. Who's one of Western Brown's biggest rivals. So he was enjoying being able to get in there and, and eh, making the choking noises. Yeah. It's like, all right, dude, you know, I uh, hope you didn't drive your own car here <laughs> because yeah, they're going to, you know, uh, you may have to get, have, have a police escort uh, leaving, but, but anyway, yeah, the, the, uh, the event itself was pretty good. And I was trying to text Dwaylon the results. I was having some issues texting him, but partly because the 5G connection where I was at is not really, really good because it, it is inside a sports complex. And like the roof and a lot of the interior is made out of steel. And that will actually, that will mess with reception of a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, I was able to go on Wi-Fi, so I was able to post a, um, a picture on social media on Facebook, but that was about the extent of the things I was able to do. Cause I was trying to text away and I kept getting message return failures. I'm like, well, this sucks. I even restarted my phone and was still getting them. Uh, uh, and that that's really frustrating, but on January 8th, they are going to have uh, two gentlemen who we've had on the podcast in uh, in a title match, Sinclair Octavius Bentley against Noah Gabriel. He's going to be defending the tri-state title against Noah. And hopefully we can have them on the show before then. Yeah, that would be awesome if we could get them both. Yeah. On the show. Yep. But uh that match itself last night had Noah uh, teaming up with Tiny Tim, someone else we've had on the show. Yeah. You know, a great guy. And they were teaming against Sinclair Octavius Bindley. And Alex Hayden, who we have not had Alex on the show yet. I'd like to right. get him on. And just so we can try to get, you know, everybody. And the match itself ended up being pretty brutal. And Alex Hayden, he's a he's a big guy, right? I'm pretty sure you've seen, I know you've seen yeah. some videos of him. And, you know, he's, he's yeah. a big dude. He came off and hit Tiny Tim with four splashes uh two off the middle rope and two off the top rope and he looked like kamala to be honest with you oh wow yeah and yeah, i saw on twitter that uh, they were saying tiny tim got injured yeah yeah so tiny tim is injured don't know how long he's going to be out but you know because they didn't even mention anything about him coming back in january because he's from minor he usually makes all those shows, but if he's right. injured, then he's not going to be able to make it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, another match that was supposed to be for the tag titles at Star Rider and Crystal Michael Lotus, who are the champions, they were defending against Joshua and Andrew Reed. You know, Joshua just has one name, Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, Christopher Michael Lotus is hurt. Oh, okay. And so Roger Ruffin was actually the special referee. And I actually have a picture of that. I need to post that on, on social media of Roger wearing his referee uniform. Right. I haven't seen that in a very long time. <laughs> but he's a special referee, and, and of course, he's also the commissioner, the owner of the commissioner. He said this is going to be a one-on-one match. And Joshua, nope, nope, nope. You know the contract, Roger. It says this is going to be for the titles. You know, we're going to make this a handicap match. And so they did. And Star Rider, and just by himself, was taking on all of them. And then, who, lo and behold, Jimbo all of a sudden shows up really yeah with a chair and because jimbo's had a a little bit of change of heart lately i should bet yeah. the best way to put it um so he's kind of joined the dark side yeah a little change in philosophy yeah, a little, yeah exactly there you go a little change of philosophy there and and he starts laying out some people with chairs and of course you know their disqualifications are flying they actually hit roger and uh the other okay. yeah yeah, I mean, they they hit him, and I'm like, you know, that's your boss, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there's not a lot of professions where you're allowed to just hit your boss and get away with it, right? But they took advantage, and <laughs> and so of course that match ended in disqualification, and Roger said, okay, y'all want to be like that? You know, you're attacking people two on one, three on one. He said, well. January 8th, Minor, we're going to have three on three. It's going to be the three of y'all, Joshua, Andrew Reed, and Jimbo. Uh, I guess Andrew Reed's the only one who, who gets to have two names on that team. <laughs> but uh, going against Star Rider, Christopher Michael Lotus, and Roger Ruffin. Okay. Yeah, he's going to actually wrestle again. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah, that should be good. Yep. So, um, um, and trying to think, even think of some of the other matches, uh, because there was also some other distractions for me and Randy that I'll have to tell you about um, when we're not recording. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, but yeah, it was a it was a fun night. Uh, they had the five or no five. It was about a seven man scramble match, um, and it was a tribute match for someone uh and i feel like a complete jerk because i cannot remember the man's name um and i will actually find that right now if i can should be able to husky howard um husky howard he was a local um he was a local promoter and he passed away not that long ago. And you could tell the amount of respect everyone had for him because they're not only they do. Yeah. They're doing a scramble match last night. They were also doing a tribute battle Royal for him down at, in Covington at hits at their 26th anniversary show. And that's right. also the, yeah, the same event where abyss is going to be inducted into the NWF hall of fame. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's going to be a pretty big night. Yeah, that's going to be a huge show. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's not to say that this show uh, last night wasn't was it good. It, it's just that that was just going to be bigger. You know, it's, yeah. it's really, I mean, only we could put it. Um, but last night, the man named Mr. Reality Check, but Randy told me his real name. And he's also another promoter, um, or at least he, yeah, he's another promoter or has been in the past, but he does a lot of stuff with in conjunction with the NWF. And he actually won uh, the, the scramble match last night. And then yet there was yet another promoter right. uh, who actually presented a trophy to him. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's busting loose. Hopefully they should have the highlights of that. And that also comes on tonight. Yeah. So, um, Oh, and one other thing about the Tiny Tim and Noah against Sinclair, Octavius Bentley, and Alex Hayden match. Sinclair and Alex's manager, uh, Anika, she was at ringside. And a couple of times, I mean, she pulled Noah or Tiny Tim out and she was just laying into him. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it was, I, I got it all on, on video, by the way. So hopefully I, I can post that video at some point today. And. You know, and of course, I, I'll keep it private, but I'll I'll give the link to Joellen, I'll give the link to Sinclair, I'll give the link to Noah, I'll give the link uh, to Tiny Tim, or actually through Tiny Tim's wife, and you know, because she wants to see it also, because I talked to her a little bit at church this morning. Oh, okay. Uh, but Anika, she came to the ring at one point. She took off her high heel and she hit Noah with it. Okay. Well, after everything was all, you know, all the matches were done, I came with Noah, and yeah, you could see where she got him with the heel of uh, her shoe. And he's like, yeah, she got me pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> but, and then Noah was kind enough to take a picture with, you know, the woman, the guidance counselor who goes to our church. Uh, yeah. her, her little boy wanted to meet Noah. Oh, okay. And so I was able to arrange that, and I got a picture with him, so. That's but yeah, uh, Northern Wrestling Federation once again putting on a great show. And if you missed it, well, make sure you catch the next ones because I mean you're if you're missing them, you're really missing out on a quality product. Right. Because oh they, they definitely put their heart and soul into it and they, they want to put on a great show. Um oh, did see Rex defend a heavyweight title against Titan. And of course, Adam Swayze, who's already got a bounty on him you know from the people right. in mount orb you know he comes out with, with the bounty briefcase that he has on rex yeah and, and he smacked him upside and in, in the back of the head with the briefcase at one point and oh, i'm thinking good. i'm just thinking ow yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah people were getting they were it got a little more brutal than normal last night um and you know, of course, Tiny Tim, he's out of action for a little bit. And when all that was happening, I looked back at Randy and I was like, I don't think Tim's gonna be at church tomorrow morning. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, and you know, Randy, yeah, he agreed with me. Yeah, probably not. Um, and one thing I will say though about the other stuff going on, you know, that was kind of distracting me and Randy. If you're gonna go to a show, and this is kind of for the fans, if you're gonna go to the show, don't be obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, yeah, I'm, and because there was a couple of them that, it's one of the, yeah, cheer and heckle, yes, don't be obnoxious. Yeah. And yeah, I've, been to, I've been to a couple of shows where that kind of thing's happened, and it's like, just why? It yeah. makes no sense. 
quit trying to get yourself over. Yeah. And and this was male and female last night. You know, <laughs> eventually one of them kind of quieted, <clears throat> quieted down towards the end because I think they got said something said to them possibly hmm. because I was about to say something, you know, and it, and it wasn't going to be nice. Right. You know, because and I'll tell you, like I said, off off air, I'll tell you some of the things that this individual was saying to the wrestlers because, like, um, you're not just insulting wrestlers; you're you are indirectly insulting some of the other fans here too. Yeah. So you may want to watch yourself. Hmm. But the reason why we are actually on the air today is because we're going to be previewing Survivor Series 2021. And like I think we established earlier, I'm I think neither one of us are necessarily looking forward to it. No, not really. Yeah, I mean I don't have high hopes for it. No, especially when they I mean they barely built it at all. They just used the standard brand warfare, which would mean something if both if both brands were at war all year to try to be the bigger, the better brand, but they only do that in the month of November, and then it's forgotten about until right. the next year. Except for that, that one year where they kept having, was it Roman? He was the wild card. He kept showing up on, like, every show. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, but there yeah. was no reason behind it. He would just pop up, you know, for no reason, and it's like, if you're going to, at least when the brand, original brand split started, each show tried, that was the whole point. Vince McMahon wanted each show, they wanted the shows to be in competition with each other to make a better product. Right. So for a while, it worked. And then they got complacent because they were the only game in town. So it didn't matter how good the product was. And I feel like that they're still in that mindset, even though there are other companies circling them that, you know, they, in my mind, WWE is still the great white shark of professional wrestling. It's still yeah. the, the dominant promotion. But all of these other promotions are circling the shark to get their bite because mm -hmm. they're building their product up while WWE is still coasting. And we know about Ring of Honor. It it appears like Ring of Honor may not actually reappear. I hope it does. Just for a simple fact, for other wrestlers to have, for wrestlers to have another place to mm -hmm. perform and ply their trade, especially with at the lightning speed almost that WWE is releasing people seems every yeah. few weeks. Um. But I don't think, I think the, I've said it before, I think the Ring of Honor that, that I've enjoyed and a lot of people that have, have enjoyed over the years, I think Final Battle will be, and they've labeled it End of an Era, and I think it's actually going to be an End of an Era. I think that version of Ring of Honor, it's kind of like the version of NXT that's gone. That version of Ring of Honor will be gone. Whatever they, if they come back, whatever they come back will not be the same Ring of Honor. And one of the things that, which is also another indication that Ring of Honor may be done, is something that 
Dwaylon and I, in our old age, forgot to mention about AEW Full Gear. Yes, yes. There was so much. There was so much going on on that show. I just, I can't believe I missed it. Uh, I mean, I saw it, but I can't believe I forgot to mention it. Yeah, uh, Jay Lethal is now in AEW. He he is yep. AEW or All Elite. That's what they yep. all say. He's yeah, all elite. He's all elite. And already jumping into it with, um, oh my God, who to get? Stamen Guevara for the TNT Thank you. Final. Yes, I was like, man, see, I tell you, I'm getting old. And Samuel Guevara beat him, but it was not a beat down. I mean, it was a very, very good match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we also forgot, forgot to mention, speaking of Samuel Guevara, that match with all the silliness, we forgot to mention Samuel Guevara chucking somebody in the back with a football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that part of the match made me think, okay, this is like us, like in eighth grade. Yeah. You know, hitting each other yeah. with footballs. And, Oh, but, and r- rumor has it that the Briscoes were backstage at Dynamite Wednesday. Ah. Uh, I don't know if they were just visiting because Del- the, they were in Virginia on Dynamite and De- De- uh, Sandy Forks, so I think about three hours from there. Okay. So they may have just been visiting friends. They may have been talking to Tony Khan. I don't know. But the Briscoes have wasted no time getting their name out there either on the independents. They've they're the current um, Game Changer Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Uh, they're scheduled to debut in uh, Defy Wrestling uh, next month. So they're they're not wasting any time. Well, you know what? I, I don't blame them. But speaking of wasting time, I really hope this pay-per-view doesn't waste our time tonight. Yeah, me too. I'm just, I'm not real excited. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a good show. But like we were talking about before we started recording, I feel like besides Big E and Roman, all the other matches are basically matches we would see on free television any any given week. I am... Before the the brand split. I am kind of interested in the Becky and Charlotte match and that's just because of what's been going down yes I'm interested in that because of the real life tensions not so much as the story that's been built because this one didn't need the story it's already there yeah the backstage tension the real life stuff that's happened between them makes this pretty interesting yeah and the fact that Charlotte has already got into uh she if you really think about it, she's kind of become a little unprofessional. You know, I watched a speak, speaking of that, I watched a um, parts fun known. It's a, it's like a channel through wrestle talk. Um, but it's, it's called parts fun known. They did a top 10 list of, uh, times that wrestlers were unprofessional and the Charlotte situation was on that list. Okay. Yeah, you have to send me that link. Or you said it's it, it, it's through um WrestleTalk, but it's a separate talk? channel now. It's called Parts Fun Known. Parts Fun Known. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you want to do something else, I'll see if I can also find it as well. Okay. Um I have a feeling, you know, sometimes I can I cannot always guess what the dark match is gonna be. This one I have a feeling I can guess what the dark match is gonna be. Or the what what, Huh? What do you think? Uh I think the twenty five man battle royal. 
Oh yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna put that on the main the main show and take away time from something else that they've in, invested in because this was that was thrown together on SmackDown. Yeah, and they said it's to commemorate the 25th anniversary of The Rock debuting yeah. on Survivor Series. Well, yeah. if you want to commemorate the 20th anniversary of him debuting, why don't you just bring him back for a day? Yeah. I mean, he didn't even have to wrestle. Just have him appear. Have him walk out, crack a joke. Uh, you know, I think crack you a joke on that. Yeah, yeah, just got it. Um, yeah, have him crack a joke, insult somebody, make everybody laugh, and then walk out, do the eyebrow. Yeah, that's yeah, it. And, and that's it. And then pay him $25 million. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know how much he's getting per movie now, but I mean, The Rock is fetching a pretty penny now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at the participants in that one because if I really had to guess, uh, I'm also thinking, do I really want to guess who's going to win this one? Oh, well, actually, you know, you know, see, participants AJ Styles, Angel. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins, Paula Cruz, Cedric, they're all in alphabetical order too. Cedric Alexander, Cesaro, Chad Gable, Commander Aziz, Dolph Ziggler, Drew Gulak, Eric, Humberto, Ivar, Jinder Mahal, Mansoor. Man, they are wasting him. Yes, they are. Man, uh, Montez Ford, which Montez and, um, and Angelo Dawkins, they really didn't have anything for them for this card, but I mean, that, but. I don't think they're using them their full abilities either. But Amos, um, Otis, R Truth, they're not gonna have R Truth win it. No. But he's gonna have is he the twenty four seven champion again? I think who is the twenty four seven champion? Um, it was let's see. They they No, had, it's still it's still Reggie. Okay, he got it back. That's right. Yeah, they, he got they it had, back. They had five title changes in forty five seconds the other night, but yeah. Um Ricochet, Robert Rude, Sami Zayn. Shanky or Shanky, Shelton Benjamin and T-Bar. Uh, well, Amos and Commander Aziz are going to be in the ring together. Yeah. That will be interesting to see. Uh, I'm going to say that Omos is going to win. I think he's okay. going to win. Because I think they're... Him and AJ aren't going to get the tag titles back. Mm-mm. So I think this is going to start the... I think Omos will win, and this will start the, you know, breakup of him and AJ, the potential feud there. It would be, it, the smartest thing to do would have Omos eliminate AJ, because then there that would definitely cause that friction. Mm-hmm. And Omos and Commander Aziz, all of a sudden they get to talking to each other, you're from Nigeria? I'm from yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. Hmm. It's like let's just throw everybody else out, and then we'll settle this. Then, then we'll settle this. Um, in fact, throw Apollo Cruz out too. Yeah. Because, yeah. because yeah, that, that accent, that accent ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was I speaking like. Credit, though he is, I mean, they gave him something that could have been silly, and, and he's and he's made, made it good. Work. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Good. And yeah. <laughs> and Apollo Cruz, I mean, he, um, he's another one they I. They have not used him to his full potential. They no. really. A lot I mean, of the guys in this battle royal they have not used to their fullest potential. I you mean, know what? That's, got, 
you've got stellar tag teams that you've thrown into this battle royal. You've got amazing singles. Ricochet is so underutilized in WWE. It's it's pitiful. He must have made somebody mad. That's that's the I only I, can I think. think it's just because he's small. I think he's just it's because he's he's a small high flyer, and if you're not six foot four and carved out of granite, Vince McMahon doesn't see any value. Nope. And AJ Styles, just seeing his name on here, it just looks so out of place. Yeah, it does. Oh. But anyway, so yeah, I can see that almost winning. Um, maybe throwing AJ out the very end because that'll actually help put him over too. Yeah. Uh but you know, I think part of the reason I hadn't thought about that match that hard because that's another one of the ones that yeah, I really don't care. <laughs> because no, I, I mean I, I don't either, and they just threw it together. You know, they didn't announce it until like halfway through SmackDown. Right. Sonya Deville announced it backstage talking to Sami Zayn. And when I was sitting there looking at this, and for anybody listening, I'm on Wikipedia, and I saw this listed at the very end, and I was like, "What? What? 25, what? A 25 man battle royal?" Yeah. Then they said, "Remember, because I, I, because yeah, they talked about it on SmackDown. I somehow missed it when they were talked about it on SmackDown. Uh, I, I don't even remember why, but um." But either way, it falls under the category of, yeah, I really don't care. Yeah. But I mean, I think it, they they might use it to push a little bit of a storyline. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, as long as they're not doing a, a 25 minute skit at the beginning of the TV show. Yeah. Which um, we know they like to do. Yeah, they do. Because somehow somebody convinced them that's the way to go. Well. <laughs> yeah. You know, AEW starting out their shows with an actual wrestling match. Yep. Yeah, they don't do their interview segments or promo or whatever, usually until there are a couple of matches in at least before they have somebody out come out and cut a promo. And they don't have Happy Corbin and... Uh, and Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss. I keep forgetting his name because that, that name is just not the greatest. That has got to be... If that doesn't say Vince McMahon... Nothing does. That sounds like a Vince McMahon creation. And they're involved in the, the what's well, what's listed as the first match. We actually don't know the order of the match. Um, they right. just have it listed for whatever, uh, whatever order they want to. Whoever made the article on Wikipedia. Uh, so the men's team raw: uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, uh, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory with MVP. Yes, with yeah. MVP. With MVP. That's very important. Uh, I, I like MVP as a manager, though. So, um, But against Team SmackDown, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King King Woods. That, that doesn't even sound right. <laughs> King Woods, really? Um, King Xavier Woods. That would sound better. But Happy Corbin and Sheamus with Madcap Ross or Madcap Moss and Ridge Holland, which, by the way, I put this on Facebook. I think, you know, Ridge Holland, he kind of looks like Corey Taylor from Slipknot without the mask. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, I would say it, so really I should say Corey Taylor from Stone Sour. When he's in Slipknot, he wears the mask. When he's in Stone yeah. Sour, he doesn't. Right. 
uh, I like both bands, so there you go. But yeah, he looks like that, and some people are not sold on Rich Holland. I haven't seen him wrestle yet, so I don't know. I mean, he's a power, he's he's a big power guy. He's the prototypical, you know, WWE guy. He's you know, he's a big guy, power moves, but he's just nothing against him or his skills. But there's nothing to make him stand out with any other power guy in the company. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you look at him standing there. Yeah, he's definitely jacked. Oh yeah, he's jacked. And like I said, he you know, he's got moves, but it, there's just nothing to make him stand out. They've got a ton of guys on the roster like that. Um, you'll have to tell me what did I miss with Kofi, or what am I not think? What have I forgotten about? I Kofi? haven't heard anything of what's going on. I know storyline wise, he has a sprained MCL. From a, an attack from the Usos, Ew. but um, I haven't seen anything in you know any reports of what's going on in real life. So I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know. I don't know if he's just taking time off to heal up uh, from stuff, but I'm not sure. Well, if WWE were smart about this, and we know here lately they haven't been, yeah. I would say they could use this to kind of push Austin Theory a little bit uh, because he's appears to be the only one. He's appears to be the only one on here who doesn't have a, a lot of experience at all. Yeah, because yeah. all the other ones have been around for a few years. He's the only yeah. one who just came in and. Yeah, I mean he was um, on NXT for he was on NXT for a while, but I mean that's it. I know he's done stuff. Of course, he did stuff on the independents, but he's he's better than they allow him to be. I could see this turning into somebody walking out on their team. And yeah, and I could see I could see on Raw I could see Seth walking out, or I could see Kevin Owens walking out. True. Kevin Owens is freshly turned heel, and I could see him just being like. I don't have time for this. Or there could be a miscommunication and one of them gets hit accidentally by one of their teammates and they're like, well, I'm done with this and I'm headed to, I'm headed to the showers. And you know, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, they've had their issues in the past, storyline-wise, I should yeah. say. So, yeah, this is why I, I, I think this is one of the reasons why you and I can't really emotionally invest in these matches because it just doesn't make sense that you're going to have these folks who three weeks ago, they're fighting each other. Now all of a sudden they're going to join together just yeah, now, for this. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to, you know, I'm fighting for my brand. I'm fighting for my team. And it's like, you just got there. You know? Exactly. It's like, you just got there from the draft like three weeks ago. And now all of a sudden you're like, like Drew McIntyre is raw, raw team SmackDown. And it's like, dude, you've been there three weeks. Yeah. Last year at this time, you were the raw champion. Yeah. You were the WWE champion. And yeah. yeah. If that, to me, my prediction of who, okay, I'll tell you who I think should win. Bobby Lashley should win and Bobby Lashley should be the sole survivor. Okay. Bobby Lashley 
should mow through everybody and be the sole survivor. What I can, what I think will happen is Drew McIntyre will win because Drew McIntyre is the one that he he's a Vince McMahon guy. He's that prototype Vince McMahon guy. Nothing against Drew. I like Drew McIntyre, but I liked him better heel because when he was heel, he just I don't know. It was just I just liked watching him better when he was a heel. Well, since he's been a face, he's done what they've always done to guys once they turn him face. He's just the grinning company guy. And for somebody his size, yeah, uh, you know, it's hard. I, I know it seems odd. It's hard for somebody of his size. Bobby Lashley, same thing. They're just both big, jacked-up guys. Yeah. And it's hard to feel sympathy for him. Right. Exactly. It's hard to feel sympathy for a guy that's six foot four and, you know, 280 pounds of solid muscle. And, you know, it's hard to feel sympathy like, oh, well, you know, this guy's the underdog. No. It's like you, you don't look at, at least with Bobby Lashley, the heel role fits him perfectly. He's a destroyer. And that right. works perfect for him. With Drew, it's like, you look at this guy and it's like, in, you know, as a fan, it's like, how can I, it's not believable that he's an underdog because he's got all these physical advantages and the company push and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you just can't, you know, you just can't look at it and be like, oh, well, I've got to root for him because, you know, everything's against him. And it's like, it's not. <laughs> Right, and Bobby Lashley, one of the best things ever is when they got MVP. Finally, they got him somebody to talk for him. Yes. Because yes. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, Bobby Lashley, he walks in a room. And he's got this look, and he's looking around. And he says, all right, guys, I'm here to fight. And yeah. everybody would just start laughing because they're like, I cannot believe that voice just came out of that body. Yeah, he's got you know, the, I like to call it, he's got the Mike Tyson voice going on. The You know, he's. It, everything about him is intimidating until he talks. Nothing against Lashley because I've, I've everything I've seen is that he's a you know quality human being. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Character wise, yeah, it works perfectly for MVP to do the talking and him to just beat everybody up. Yeah, it's like all right, you just focus on yeah on beating people up. Yeah, that's all, and that's all you need to do. Just go in there and do. do your thing, you know. And with Drew McIntyre. His promos are better, and I think what it is is the accent lends to it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the accent does lend to it, but it's like he looks like a killer. Mm -hmm. You look at him, and he's just, he looks like that he would just destroy somebody. And, you know, his moveset even leans into that. The Claymore kick, everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just turn him back heel. He was so much more interesting when he was a heel. Well, I think people, uh, he kind of more or less turned face when he was the one who kicked Brock Lesnar out of the yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then they just had to stare down the entire time. Next person comes in, Drew kicks him out, and he goes right back to staring at Brock. Yeah. And that's when people started cheering. I mean, it, it was almost overnight, but, I mean, they, they planned it like that. It actually worked yeah. for them for once. Yeah, it worked, but I think it's – I think that's run its course, and I think he needs to. I think it would freshen up his character if he turned heel, but right now he can't. Mm 
because SmackDown is so bare as far as their main event goes. He's going to be the next, you know, once Xavier, which I'm glad that Xavier is getting this spotlight. Oh, absolutely. You know, but once he's done with this mini feud with uh, Xavier, I'm sure Drew will be the next opponent for Roman. And one more thing before we move on. Sheamus shouldn't be in this match. No, he should not. No. Um, I agree. Yeah, uh, and I'm looking through this. I, I'd put Cesaro in there before Sheamus. Um, they're not going to put Chad Gable or Otis in there because they're going to keep them as a team. Um, who who was in that match the other night? Um, honestly, I mean, I think I would put Sami Zayn back in there before I'd have Sheamus in there. But Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't understand... I don't understand why they did all this switching around. They announced the teams over Twitter, which tells you how invested that they were in this pay-per-view, that they announced the, you know, the elimination matches over social media. And then you turn around and start pulling people out of the match and replacing them with other people. And it's like, then why even announce it to begin with? Right. And... Of course, they maybe you know John Lauren Nice about where hey hey boss, I think we let's, let's use our social media, <laughs> and not thinking that well, people are not going to go create a Twitter account just for the WWE updates. I mean, and they're no. not just just like no. I mean they can have they're the not. hotline all they want to. People aren't not they're not going to call the hotline, but right. Now, for the women's match, I, I'm actually looking more forward to seeing the women's match than the men's match because I think the women actually have more, I, I, they have more chemistry with each other. For one, Team yeah. Raw, you know, Raw, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Queen Zelina against Sasha, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. Uh, who'd Shots or Sasha give the, the bank? The backstabber too was it was it Shotzi the other day? Yeah, it was Shotzi. Yeah, yeah. because I'm like, yep, and there you go. <laughs> that's that's why she's yeah. the boss. And I think this, yeah, this match because there are so many other feuds, and it doesn't feel like a okay. We just threw this together, even though they did throw it together last minute just to have okay yeah, which... this one actually did have a decent build to it i agree yeah. um i don't like the the whatever this crap is going on um between naomi and sonya deville i mean we've discussed this before i'm getting tired of it even though yeah the whole thing with the crooked referee the other day uh the one girl yeah, who... I... I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't get it. I was like, because she's a you a crooked referee. I'm firing you. Um, what? And it, the girl looked yeah. confused. I mean, and I, yeah, as part of the storyline. But I mean, she may have said, well, thought, well, you told me to do it, you know. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it didn't. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get it. I didn't get that either. I, they've just kind of. I don't think they know where they're going with it. And I think they're just throwing stuff out there now. And I think they just need to 
bring that to a close and move on. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm looking, I'm looking through this one. I think Smack Team SmackDown should win this one. But that doesn't mean they will. Because Team Raw, I mean, is also pretty strong. Yeah, Team Raw is pretty stacked. And I don't know if, you know, the ongoing thing with Shotzi and Shotzi and Sasha Banks, I'm sure that will come into play. Um, which, and I'm fine with that, that feud, because, you know, Shotzi's getting some time to shine mm-hmm. and show what she can do. And I like this heel version of Shotzi. And I wish they'd give her her other name back, but because uh, it's actually, you know, Shotzi Blackheart, but right. Vince doesn't like people having two names. So he, but, uh, either that or they yeah, were sued by, well, either that or they were sued, sued by Joan Jett. I mean, it's possible. You never know. Yep. Uh, so, but I agree. Team SmackDown should win that. That's who I'm going to go with. And I say that nothing against Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. I love both of them, but I'm going to go with any team that Shayna Baszler is on. Oh, there you go. Uh, actually, I'm looking. I would. The matchups in this one, Shayna and Rhea Ripley. That's going to be an interesting one because they're very similar. Yeah, and they had a they had a good feud in NXT over the NXT Women's Title. And there you go. So. Uh, yeah, so this maybe this match won't be as bad, you know. I mean, uh, of course, watch. I mean, we we say this pay per view is probably not going to live up to it, what it should, and it'll, right. it might be great. We never know. Yeah, and then they'll knock it out of the park, and then we're like, oh, okay, we were wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and to be honest with you, I mean, I hope we are wrong. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I like right. I like to see them have good shows, not yeah. you know, just cannon fodder. Yeah. But, I mean, this will give some of the other ones a chance who have never been on the main roster to kind of shine as well, like Shotzi, like Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, and then Natalia, I mean, I think she may be there just to kind of guide some people along. Uh, yeah, her- she's, she's pretty much the gatekeeper now. She's kind of the veteran talent that's there to help everybody else out, I feel like. Yep, and apparently she got – it looks like she got some enhancements done recently. Yeah, I kind of wondered that. I yeah, maybe. Sure. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't yeah. know. Either, you're there. She's just showing off what she already had. But, yeah. I mean, it's, so that match, I don't think will be bad. Uh, the next no. match, yeah, the next one that's listed is one that we were just saying the, the one that I'm actually interested in the most because of real life stuff, and that's Becky and Charlotte. Um, yeah. I'll just say it. Becky's going to win this one. Because I have a feeling they're they're probably a little ticked off at Charlotte, so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, they you know they pulled her for media appearances and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Becky winning this one. Um, there may be some you know some shenanigans going on, but I still think Becky's gonna win it. I don't think I don't think they're gonna have Charlotte win it this time. If this was a year ago, I would have said they'd have Charlotte win, but I think with the way she's been behaving backstage here lately, I think they're going to prove a point. 
Right. And, you know, plus she's probably a little upset about what they did with her dad, even though her dad kind of did it to himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, he kind of wrote his own ticket out of the company with his behavior. So Yeah, and he should have, uh, at some point, you got to say, dude, you got to grow up. Yeah. Because, I mean, because it wasn't like it was an isolated incident uh, because he, he, he talks about it all the time. Anytime he does an interview. Yeah. You know, he always brings up like all the parties he has with women, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He and, was on Twitter the other day um, saying how WWE is uh, trying to erase his legacy and that they won't give him his belts back um the um his nwa world title and i think the i think the you know the 10 pounds of gold and the big gold belt according to flair they have both of them because he allowed them to use them for display i guess like display stuff during fanfares and different things and he's saying that they won't give him the belts back knowing flair and just me speculating, I can't count how many times players put those belts up to different people for money. Right. Who's to say he didn't do that with WWE and then didn't pay the money back and they're like, well, we're going to hold on to the title. Yeah, kind of kind of opposite of what happened in 1991. I was thinking the exact same thing. See, there's that year again, 1991. 1991. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good year for me and Dwaylen. It was. So, um, yeah, we both graduated high school that year. We walked across the same stage, and yep. we were both 17. Because you were 17 as well, weren't you? Yep. 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 So, yeah, because your birthday is about a month and a half before mine. So, yeah. But with with flair and his titles and him saying all that Vince McMahon loaned him eight hundred thousand dollars at one point mm-hmm. to help him out and you know trying to at some point you also got to say you know what my turn to spotlight's over it's time yeah. to move on yeah and that's the thing it's like I don't feel like that they're trying to erase his legacy. If you go on the network and search his name, you can find hundreds of hours worth of, you know, worth of matches and promos and things like that. It's just, your time is gone, dude. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to keep bringing up, oh, well, Ric Flair did this and Ric Flair did that. You know, they're going to work toward the future, which is what they're supposed to. That's what... That's what you laid the groundwork for mm-hmm. was the future of wrestling. So at some point you got to get out of the way. Yeah. And he is in such demand in other venues. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he makes appearances on college game day. He makes appearances in music videos. Yeah. And because I mean, people know who Ric Flair is. I mean, you can yeah. go to people who aren't even wrestling fans and you say Ric Flair and sometimes their immediate reaction is to go woo. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he had, you know, like he said, commercials, sports appearances, videos, especially hip-hop videos. He has been in several hip-hop videos, and it's like, what is your issue? You're still 
you know, you're still relevant. Just not, you know, you're just not going to be the focal point of pro wrestling anymore. No. And stop trying to put yourself in there. You're 72. Knock it off. Yeah. And stop. yeah. And one of the things that I also noticed um, is that that's something about um, the dark side of the ring. Last season, or rather the first half of this season, however you want to put it, after every episode, within a couple days, Conrad Thompson would actually interview the guys who create the Dark Side of the Ring episodes, and they would actually talk about other stuff about the episodes, like behind the scenes, interviewing different people and some other stuff that didn't necessarily make the episode. Right. Well, not anymore, <laughs> because Conrad's married to Ric Flair's oldest daughter, so yeah. that... I'm pretty sure that's what severed that relationship. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, well, if Charlotte, if that is one of the reasons why she's acting like this, she should know, be a professional. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just the unprofessionalism that she has shown, like, throwing the belt down. Because I found out that the... You know, I was, she was on that list from Parts Unknown, and um, I found out from watching that list this morning that the segment with the uh, the belt exchange, which is a ridiculous concept in itself, exactly. But the belt exchange was supposed to go. Becky was supposed to grab the SmackDown Women's Title from Charlotte, raise both belts up, and declare that she was Becky Two Belts. Uh, Charlotte didn't want that because she said that was just going to make her look weak. So she went off script, threw the belt down, and then Sonya Deville told her to pick it up because it, it made Sonya Deville look legitimately irritated too. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, she goes off script with that. Then when Sasha comes out to cut her promo, you know, to interrupt the proceedings and cut her promo... Charlotte, instead of, goes off script again, you know, says some snide comments about Sasha to get heat, to get the heat back on her, and it's like, just, just do your job. Yeah. Just be professional and do your job. That's why she got, she got escorted out of the building once she got backstage, once her and Becky had gotten into it, her and Sonya Deville had gotten into it, which is a fight she does not want. Mm. <laughs> It's a fight and, I don't want. Yeah. And then she, <laughs> so she was escorted out of the building. And it's like, you get, you've gotten chance, you've gotten opportunity after opportunity in spite of the fact that there's women on the roster that have been there longer than you and have put in more work and haven't gotten half of the opportunities that Charlotte has gotten. Yet, this is the way you want to present yourself. I understand your character is supposed to be petty and vindictive, but that's a character you play. That's not supposed to be your your actual mentality in real life. Exactly. And I, I used to call it exactly how it is, too. She's been petty. Uh -huh. And I, I don't know. Something that actually struck me kind of funny when Sonya tore took up the belt. And yeah. <laughs> um, the, you ever seen the movie um, Toy Soldiers? Yes. Do you remember the part, and this is before the terrorists, you know, take over that school, 
And by the way, this movie's thirty years old, so I'm not. I don't even have to say spoiler alert. Right. right. There's a, it's a certain point, but there's no such thing as a spoiler alert. But anyway, yeah. when is after you know beginning of the movie, they have like the the alcohol that looks like mouthwash, and, yeah. and you know, well, Sean Aston, you know, also known as Bob in Stranger Things, he, you know, he gets made into puppy child by the the demi the demi gorgons or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the ringleader of of this group of boys, they get busted, they get in trouble. So he decides he's going to get his revenge and, you know, but, but a seemingly harmless prank where they take all the, I think it's the headmaster's furniture and they put it out on the lawn, but it's all arranged exactly how it was in the office. <laughs> yeah. And even I think Denholm Elliott is the guy who played like that one. And then, but then you also had uh, Lewis Gossett Jr he's the i believe he's the principal mm-hmm. and then i said yeah he said even the papers i was working on last night they're all still right there exactly how i left them well sean Aston is eating a banana well he throws the banana peel into the trash can like right there in front of him and lewis gossett jr looks like pick up that banana yeah and, yeah and that's what when Sonya Deville said, "Pick up the belt." That's exactly. I don't know why it reminded me of that. Yeah. So I mean, I know a strange comparison, but I'm kind of a movie guy, and that's actually, um, and that my wife is more of a movie person. That's where our kids get it from. But <laughs> just that one, pick up that banana. <laughs> and now, hopefully, I make people want to go watch that movie. Right. <laughs> it's actually, you know, a pretty decent movie. I mean, I have to say, yeah. um, has nothing to do with the song. Yeah, um, true. And they all came out. The, the movie came out about a year or so after the song. So I'm thinking, oh, it'd be ever like, nope, nothing to do with each other. Nothing. Yep. <laughs> but um, I can see them. Yeah, Becky's. I, if if Becky doesn't win this, I'll be highly surprised. Yeah, me too. And I think Charlotte, you know, or Ashley Fleer, really, she is being a little petty because she's no longer the face of women's wrestling yeah and becky becky is yeah and and so now they're gonna go at it so um i'm just wondering because charlotte already she you know tried to get froggy with nia Jax, which was not going to end well for her. no uh she's getting doing the same thing with sonya deville not going to end well for her. had to be escorted out of a building and I mean, this is for real. And now they're going to put her in this match because it's kind of expected because she's the champion. It's like, well, you know, so the, they're kind of stuck. So this is the most intriguing match for me. Yeah. But I think the next match that they're left listed, Big E and Roman Reigns, that I have a feeling that's going to be just an ugly, hard hitting, brutal match. Yeah. That's the match that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That's the one match on this show that I'm looking forward to because that's just, that's been building for a while. Even when, when Big E was on SmackDown and it won Money in the Bank, they kept teasing that and then they shifted him over to Raw. But now we get the match and it's like, it's going to be hard hitting because both of those guys can go. Mm-hmm. Roman's in great form as a heel. Biggie is Biggie's just phenomenal. He's a phenomenal yeah, he person. Is. He is, you know, he's a powerhouse. He's a professional. You know, he's just 
you know, a great person, and I, I really look forward to this match. But we all know that Roman's going to win. Um, I think it's going to end up. I think it's going to end up being a draw. You think so? Yeah. Or a well, I say a draw, but I'm saying it'll be like a double DQ or double count out or something like that. I mean, I don't think it'll hurt Big E to lose because it's just an interpromotional thing. He's not losing to a, a title contender. So it's not going to hurt Big E to lose, but I don't see them having Roman lose yet. And I'm sitting there looking up. Uh, I'm just curious about something else. Big E played football at Iowa. Uh, he only played a single season, though, because he was redshirted, and then he missed the next season because of an injury uh, that he had in preseason camp. So he only played a single season as a sophomore, and that's when he went into powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could tell he powerlifts because, well, the man's chest looks like it has all the power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, Roman, of course, you know, as we know, um, Leite Joseph Joe Anawai played at Georgia Tech. And let me see, you know, they are the same age. Or actually, rather, Roman's a year older. So, there is a possibility they could have played against each other. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, let me look at uh, their seasons and see if they ever played each other because, uh, you know, you're talking two guys, both played power five schools yeah. in football. And Roman Reigns, of course, he was the one of the team captains his senior year. Both of them very legit athletes. Uh, both from Florida. That's actually something else. Yeah. You know, uh, Roman's from Pensacola. Big E from is from, from Tampa. Um. Real name, Ettore Ewan? Yeah. They had to call him Double E. <laughs> and his um, his parents are both immigrants. Well, Jamaica and Montserrat, which is a British overseas territory in the, in the uh, Caribbean, or, or Caribbean. Yeah. however you want to pronounce it roman uh his dad of course is an immigrant from samoa yeah uh his mom's italian so that yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, mom's, mom's italian yeah and his dad is samoan and which to me i think this match also kind of showcases what the wwe and professional wrestling has become and because it used to be very very um, homogenous almost. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's not. Yeah. And look at these two guys. I mean, um, they're going to, yeah, this is the match that'll probably be, it's definitely not going to be a scientific match. <laughs> no. But uh, even though both these guys, they have that ability, but that's not what this match is going to be about. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to look up the, the schedules for, the two teams they were on. Um, uh, let me see. What year did Roman Reigns graduate college? Because that'll tell me a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> but I see the Usos getting involved. I see Xavier Woods at the very least getting involved. They're, they're going to have outside oh, involvement. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of shenanigans going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if the Usos are getting involved, it makes me kind of wonder if RK Bro aren't going to get involved also. Yeah, because they have a champions versus champion match uh, at Survivor Series, which I, I feel like the Usos will win that. I think it'll be a good tag match. Um, uh, Orton and Riddle are surprisingly a good tag team, mm-hmm. which I didn't see that coming. But I think they'll work well with the Usos. I think it'll be a good match, but I think the Usos will win. Oh, and I wish it's something like this that they would actually put titles in the line. They don't have any titles on the line tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, although, actually, it's actually going back to the previous match. I wonder, it'll make it really intriguing if they say, okay, the women's match is title versus title. Yeah. Because they want Charlotte out of here. And then as soon as, you know, maybe as early as tomorrow or Tuesday, they announce that Charlotte and the WWE have actually ceased ties. We wish her good all the luck in her future endeavors. Yeah, because people are like, oh, well, Charlotte's not going anywhere because, because, you know, people speculated that Charlotte was trying to get out of her contract. And they're like, well, she, she can't go anywhere because she's still got several years on her deal. Yeah, she can't leave. She can't, you know, ask to be released because they're probably okay. not going to do it. But if they decide to release her, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many years she has on the books. She's, she's gone. I mean, exactly. you look at Big Fab, who just signed a new deal. You know, a week before she was released. Exactly. I mean, they don't understand that contracts can, I mean, there's always a clause in the contract. Oh, yeah. That always always benefits the employer. Exactly. And one of the things that Daniel Bryan, I think, is the one who actually just pointed this out recently, and and he's in, he has a extremely valid point. If, they're saying that they are independent contractors, which is why they don't give them benefits like they should. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're independent contractors, and they can give them a 90-day notice that they are terminating their employment with them. Yeah. Why can't the wrestler give a 90-day notice of, hey, I'm leaving? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so... Um, I have a feeling they're they're going to within the next couple of years. There's going to be some changes in the wrestling business because of that. Because there are a lot of people getting involved with that. Going look at that. Going, you know what? Yeah. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. But Big E and Roman Reigns, they don't have that issue. I don't think either one of them are going anywhere anytime soon. No. Let's see. The last match, uh, not necessarily the last match on the pay per view, but the last match that's listed, uh, right, is. Uh, U.S. champion Damian Priest versus Intercontinental champion Shinsuke Nakamura. This match was just, they they put this on the pay-per-view as an afterthought. It's like, because like it was only booked like this past week and it was like, oh, I forgot we had secondary titles. We need to put them. Yeah. To, to me, two of the most 
talented guys on the entire um, main roster, if you want to include both of them together. Yep. They both produce really good matches. Um, I've become higher on Priest than Shinsuke because Shinsuke's become a little too formulaic, even though I know he's capable of much more. I think with Shinsuke, I think this is the last run for him. I think he did... I think this was the goal. I've done all this other stuff. Then I get to WWE. I make my mark there. And I'm out. Because, you know, his legacy was built... If he had never stepped foot in WWE, people still wouldn't would know who Shinsuke Nakamura is based on his work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. So, I think this, this for him is... Not to say a vacation, but it is easier than the strong style that he's used to and, you know, the harder-hitting style that he was used to in New Japan. Yeah. And I did like what I saw of him in NXT. I liked it better than before he came to the main roster. Yeah, because, again, it's like Triple H knew what made him special and accentuated that he already had the in-ring skills he already had the charisma triple h just let him be shinsuke he gets to the main roster of course they have to mess with it and ruin a good thing like they always do that's why guys don't want to come to the main roster tomaso champa has gone on record saying i have no interest in going to the main roster johnny gargano has said the same thing johnny gargano's contract is uh expires Early December, like first week of December. Oh, that's next week. Uh huh. And um, he has yet to sign a new contract. Mm. They said that reports have have said that he WWE is trying to lock him down to a contract for the next several years, but he has yet to sign a new contract. Oh, and this could be a an, an another a future episode. Things the WWE should do according to us. Uh-huh. And I'll even title it that according to us. <laughs> and, yeah. 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 Um. Use your people correctly. You know, especially uh, stop treating the titles like the props. Yeah, because yes, yes, these are the secondary titles, and they're good yeah. to have. But the problem is, you already have too many titles as it is, and that's that's been a complaint about the two brands. And I'm not the only person, and, and I know you're not also not the only. We're not the only people who said, "All right, have one champion." Yeah. Have, you know, one main champion that goes back and forth. Yeah. Have. Those brands have their one's the U.S., the other's the Continental Champion because those were the number one, the automatic number one contender. Exactly, exactly. Before. Okay, they're not the only ones that get title matches, obviously, but but they are considered the number one contender. It would and make but, the secondary titles more important if they put that in place. Oh, well, I need to go after the Intercontinental Title so that I can get a shot at the Universal Title. It would right. make the continental title, you know, mean something again. Because right now, neither that or the U.S. title really mean anything. Right. And because uh, it used to be, uh, you look at the lineage for both titles, and it was like the person 
who they could use that title to kind of prove their worth because not only are they trying to fight for the world title, but they're also having to defend their own title. Yep. So it shows, yes, they could be an absolute workhorse, whereas the world champion, well, they're just defending their title. Yeah. And I say just, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the mid card titles were the workhorse titles and they got, they got guys ready. It let you, it let the promoters know who was ready for the main event. Exactly. And interesting thing I just saw today, you know, John Cena has never held the Intercontinental title. Yes. Yep. Hmm. But this match actually has potential to be good. Yeah, it does. Because Damian Priest, for his size, he moves. He he can move very quickly. And we know what Shinsuke can do. And Shinsuke has Rick. Moves. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's some things that we're not seeing that on paper that that could also potentially happen because there there's some people who have not shown up on the roster uh, who have not shown up on TV for a while. Well, as soon as I mentioned Rick Booze, of course, with the guitar, yeah. We have to think about Elias. Yeah. And, well, what's going on with Elias? You know, nobody knows. He burned yeah, his nobody knows. And, uh, but he wasn't cut. No, no, he was so, not. Um, Alexa Bliss, we know she had to have some surgery, so we, yeah. there's actually a reason for her to be out. Oscar's still out. She had an arm injury, so she's yep. still out. Bailey's still out. Yep. Um, I know Lacey Evans had her baby. Yes. But I don't know when, she, it hadn't been said when she'll be back yet. I think she will be back eventually. Uh, I don't think it'll be for a few months yet, though, so. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody else, but just judging by what we're seeing because the survivor series in the past couple of years have not been that great because they've really pushed the brand versus brand. Yeah. And it's just not believable. No, but I know on what culture they call it t-shirt time. <laughs> yeah. I get, a, I get a kick out of it every time I say it. Is it Simon Miller saying it? No, it's, um, um, and then I'm drawing a blank on the names now. It's on the usually on their um, news report in the morning. Um, Adam Cleary. Okay. I'm Adam Cleary for what culture? Yeah. Oh, but we'll see because it's supposed to be kicking off here in about two and a half hours, and by that point the show will be uploaded. This show here will be uploaded. So hopefully people who subscribe to it yep. will have already listened to it and they can let us know what they think. Um, and, and you know, and I know we haven't even really given predictions for all of them. Cause like Damien Shinsuke, I can see, I can see Damien priest actually win this one. Yeah. Because, I think, I think Damien priest will win that one. That seems to be the one, the person that they're higher on right now. Yeah. Shinsuke. It's not going to hurt Shinsuke. To lose that match again, these interpromotional matches, it's not going to hurt. No. Whoever loses, it's not going to hurt them as far as being a champion goes. 
but they're going to have Rick. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> they ought to throw it. He's not actually in the Battle Royal, is he? Okay, see, they need to have Rick Boogs in that Battle Royal. <laughs> oh, but, oh, well. I guess we'll find out uh, tonight, you know, how this all uh, plays yeah. out. And I am thinking that the Battle Royal will probably be on the dark match, the kickoff show, as they call it. Yeah, I'm sure. And you think Almost is going to win it? And I don't have any reason to disagree with you. Um, I, Commander Aziz is the only one I can see throwing almost out, but I have a feeling that it, they realize, oh my God, we could be the Nigerian Towers or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, WWE definitely likes to play a little too much into someone's nationality. Yeah. And well, Aziz, well, I know he's he's both. Well, both those guys are very legitimate athletes, and both from Nigeria. Commander Aziz. Uh, He's half Nigerian, half Polish, uh, which I don't know why. That seems like a strange combination because these two countries are nowhere near each other. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but it's cool because I remember seeing him in one of the – he was in the, the greatest battle royal. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, I, actually, I was surprised that you took them that long to get him onto the roster. So well, He was on uh, – remember when they were doing Raw Underground? Yes. He was the main guy. He was the main fighter on Raw Underground. Uh, but even then, it, it still took them a couple years after the, the greatest yeah. battle royal to get yeah. him. Yeah, before they before he showed up on TV, yeah. yeah. Of course, I mean, the greatest battle royal, we were just all distracted by... Uh, um, poor Titus. Yeah, poor Titus. <laughs> <laughs> just biting it. <laughs> Sliding yeah. it. <laughs> He's like, yep. They're going to be showing that for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely going to be the clip they show for eternity. <laughs> oh, yeah. That and AJ Styles and his chest looking like raw hamburger meat. Yeah. 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 But, but, all right. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we stated our piece. You can, you know, you can let us know if and when we're wrong. And that's an if we're wrong. Because we're never wrong. Sometimes we're just mistaken. <laughs> so, exactly. but all right and we do have something special planned for tomorrow uh hopefully we get it all all worked out because it does involve 1991 yep yep like we, we said ding <laughs> there's a hint again and it, it actually because it's survivor series time it does involve the survivor series you know but i think that'll be a good time and um yeah please join us for that and if you don't have the network get the network we highly recommend it because it doesn't cost that much money and you can catch all the wwe you want yeah all the pay-per-views you can catch the wcw pay-per-views catch world class mid-south mid-southern uh yeah, continental yeah classic all the old wwe uh you could to find some of the pay-per-views before they were even called pay-per-views yep mm-hmm. you know so uh, but until tomorrow, my friend, we will enjoy the pay-per-view, and I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll be texting each other, letting us know how wrong we were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, dude, we'll see you. God bless. All right, God bless, man.